Welcome to the High Tech Freedom Podcast. This is a podcast where we bring successful tech sales professionals, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs to share best practices, insights, and lessons learned with other tech sales professionals. As a sales professional, the more we learn, the more we earn. Once we earn it, how can we put those hard-earned commission dollars back to work to build additional income streams that will create the freedom we are all working to achieve? I'm your host, Chris Freeman. I'm a high-tech sales leader, real estate investor, and lifetime learner. Welcome back to the High Tech Freedom Sales Podcast. So today I want to talk about a topic that we haven't touched on uh, much over a number of episodes, but you know, we I recently, uh, well, we all did, experienced uh, the recent 4th of July week. And as I was sitting back, I was thinking about the freedom part of the High Tech Freedom Sales Podcast. And it's been a while since I've talked about what that really means and and how do you achieve it from a, a you know sales professional perspective. Now, the idea of this podcast initially was for me to really pull together two of my favorite topics, earning money and growing money. And most of the guests on this episode, we focus on how to earn money, earn more money, more commissions, getting better at the sales role, educating ourselves, getting better at the planning, better at the process, better at the execution. All of those, you know, those are important things and they lead to ultimately um, selling more and making more money. But then the question is, once you earn it, what do you do with it? This is where I've been so fortunate to be given good guidance and advice in my mid-50s. And you know, I always think about this with my own children is how can I make sure I kind of put them on the right path with their financial education and, and kind of how they run their own financial life. Early on, I quickly learned that the I really learned the power of long-term investing. And in my early 20s, the power of real estate as a long-term investment strategy. You know, early in my career, I was exposed and I worked with several older reps that were really towards the tail end of their career. And I'm so thankful to them because I learned so much from them as I was coming up through the sales ranks. But one thing that it was always curious to me, especially with a few of them, was why were they still working in such a demanding role as a field rep? I was pretty sure that these reps had done really well. And I knew that they had had big earning years and they had made a lot of money through stock. And now I'm a I'm a huge fan of of continuing to work, right? Keep the mind stimulated and and stay generally productive. But my own personal view of my future self was that I wanted to have options. I didn't know that I necessarily wanted to be, you know, I don't know, early cl- getting close to my retirement year, still grinding it out as a sales rep. I just maybe I do, maybe I don't. But I wanted to have options. And if I want to work great, if I want to be able to, or I wanted to have options to work in a lower stress job. Maybe a more flexible job. Maybe I want to travel. But ultimately, I just wanted to have options. And what I learned from a number of these coworkers is they were still grinding it, grinding it out in the sales role because they had to, and they didn't necessarily want to. In fact, what I noticed is they're all kind of grumpy. So what happened? Well, what I learned, and one of them was very generous with information at the time. What I learned was they had lifestyle creep as they earned more. They spent more as you know the kids grew. It became impossible to get away from just the additional expenses that kind of creeped up as kids got older and got into more things. Then they got into their mid fifties, and they had that 
like that, oh crap moment, they started to realize that their 401k, in some cases, their pension plan from previous companies, wasn't going to be enough to cover their current lifestyle. So as a result, they had to keep working to maintain that high level of earning. This is when I was also, at the same time, I was exposed to a person that had introduced me to real estate investing. At the time, I was I was extremely dil- diligent about maxing out my 401k. I was getting all the matches, maxing it out. I was saving some additional income, uh, you know, just investing it in the stock market, shoving it in, into a Schwab account. But then I went through the dot-com bubble and watched uh, the portfolio of stocks that I had just get crushed. Now, eh, I might have been a little over-rotated in tech stocks at the time, but I mean, it was uh, it was devastating. Now, I was not negative on the stock market, but what I learned was I needed to diversify both within my stocks, but also diversify into real estate. Uh, so I kind of about that same time, I had a mentor who had been doing real estate for 50 years. And so he was nice enough to take me under his wing He helped me buy my first duplex that I ended up moving into, kind of doing some house hacking before that even was a term. And and then the best move that I did was I then sold the duplex and did a 1031 exchange into a 15-unit multifamily apartment building. And then we ended up picking up a few smaller properties along the way, some duplexes, some fourplexes. And then as these properties generated cash flow, we just didn't touch the money. We would let it pile up until there was enough there to go look at another property. And then maybe I'd toss in some more commission savings and then uh, go get something else and buy another property. And over 15 years, we acquired a good number of doors without ever taking any of the cash flow. I mean, ultimately, that's what my sales job was for. Now, I was fortunate to have some guidance on how to directly buy and manage rental properties. Uh, In some cases, it may be better for you to passively invest in real estate. And that's just, you know, what that means is that's just where in a real estate acquisition, you are a passive investor. So you're not signing on the loan. There is a general partnership that's operating the deal, but you're a passive investor that's just investing in the deal and you don't have any responsibility for operating it and any responsibility for the loan. Now, for someone that does not have the experience or does not want to take the risk of managing their own property, this can be a good way to go. And I do, I do both today. So here's why I'm such a big fan of real estate for tech sales professionals. My top three are, number one, it is illiquid. And sometimes you think, well, why would illiquid be a good thing? It, it's just, it sets you up in a way that you, you, know, you can't get to it, right? You can't tap into it except for the cash flow that comes out of it. And this would not be part of your emergency, emergency savings, but the value of being illiquid is, again, you just can't tap into it. For better or worse, it's for savings. Now, since my wife doesn't listen to the podcast, I can say this. If the cash was there, invisible, she probably would have found a project to spend it on or something to buy. And that is part of what equates to that lifestyle creep. Um, having that capital locked up for years, just you know, it just simply does not allow me or a sales professional to spend it. Now, there are several times over the years where we've held onto a car longer than maybe we wanted to because the cash, um, you know, if we had that cash, we would have could have used it to buy a BMW or Tesla or whatever, but maybe that cash was sitting in a property. And uh, so we ended up not buying the car. But by the way, that property was growing in value while that BMW, that would have been depreciating in value. So I'm just a big fan of, of, of uh, having some of that uh, savings illiquid. Number two is cash flow. If done correctly, owning real estate will generate cash flow. 
Now, this whole model, it has to generate cash flow to really make it work. And that's where you get the passive income and passive cash flow. So, you know, maybe you're thinking about flipping a house uh, or two uh, over a year. And that's great, right? It's great when it works because you can make a quick hit, make some money, but it's work and you already have a job. Once you flip it, you're done and you need to go do the next one. I'm more interested in continuously growing the cash flow each year. So, and my goal was so that when I was 50, that cash flow would be paying for vacations, college tuition, uh, or even a vacation property that we could go acquire and use for ourselves. My real estate mentor used to, uh, and this is really what opened my eyes, he used to go on these big vacations, international trips, almost every month, every couple months. When he retired from his W-2, or he retired a long time from his W-2, after he retired, he was still making as much income in his real estate cash flow than I was making early in my tech sales career. But what's really important is he did not do that overnight. It was him diligently investing in something every couple of years and then not raising his lifestyle based on any additional cash flow that came from that, that real estate. And that was a real eye-opener for me. Um, the third benefit, and by the way, with that cash flow, that can also be there to maybe soften the peaks and valleys of the of the sales world. You, know, you might have a year where maybe things were a little bit soft. Eh, well, you've got that cash flow on the side from some of your real estate investments over time. Uh, maybe that can, that can soften maybe a rough quarter or even a rough year. Uh, the third thing that I like about investing in real estate, the tax benefits. There are some tax benefits that come from owning real estate. Now, you definitely need to follow up with your accountant on how your individual situation will be impacted. I'm not a tax professional. But just one example is I mentioned the 1031 exchange. And if you're not familiar with it, uh, with that, that's just one way where you can take the gains from a sale, assuming you have like a rental property, a smaller one, take the gains from that sale, not pay the capital gains taxes, and keep all of that cash in play to purchase a larger or bigger income-producing property. It doesn't have to be income-producing, but a bigger property. The idea, though, is it doesn't make sense if it's not producing income. You can And you can do a quick Google search on how a 1031 exchange works. But if you never sell it, sell that property, or you continue to exchange it into something bigger over time, you never pay the taxes. Now, did I ever sell a property you know, over the time versus doing a 1031 exchange? Sure. Uh, I've sold a couple because you know the reality was I had a bunch of losses from other passive investments that were reflected on my K1. You know, there's a difference between cash flow and accounting profit or accounting losses. And so you know, that's the beauty with real estate is you know, there's some accounting losses that you, that you can pull forward. And those losses were able to offset much of the gain that I had from a sale. And those losses on partnership K1s, you know, they were just a result of, you know, again, positive cash flow on properties, but an accounting loss. And if uh, you're just a little bit more in the weeds, but this is just really a result of, of depreciation and accelerating that depreciation. I won't bore you with the mechanics, but it's just, it's just one of the ways you make money in real estate. So maybe real estate is not for you and that's okay. It, it's not the right fit for anyone, but my point is is that to build financial freedom to achieve goals that you're working towards uh, achieving, you probably have you're probably going to need some financial component to help get you there. And most great things take time to achieve. 
You know, the news celebrates huge wins. It seemed to happen quickly, but most things happen as a result of consistent, diligent effort over time. And by the way, it's no different in maybe your sales uh, world, you know, maybe a, a sales campaign that you're running with an account or building a career at a company. You've heard the, the saying, the fruits of your labor. I think that's really what this is all about. So imagine a gardener tending to a small seed, right? Yeah, she or he carefully plants it in fertile soil, provides it with water, makes sure it gets sunlight, lots of tender care, days turn into weeks, weeks turn into months, and the gardener faithfully tends to the seed, you know, nurturing it to grow. Uh, you know, at first, it seems like nothing's happening. The seed remains hidden beneath the earth or beneath, beneath the surface, and the gardener wonders you know, if the efforts are in vain, but they don't give up. They continue to water it, nourish it, protect the seeds, trust the process. Then one day, a tiny green shoot emerges from the soil, um, stretching towards the sky, and with each passing day, that that shoot just gets bigger and bigger. And you can see where this this is going. Eventually, um, that let's just say it's a fruit tree. That tree grows and produces fruit. It didn't happen overnight. It was just that result of consistent, diligent care and nurturing over time. That's a lot of hard work. But you know, a good gardener knows that great things will come if they continue to to take care of the plant. It's no different for your investment portfolio. And the point there is, think long term. If you want to enjoy the fruit from your tree year over year, you really have to start now and you have to start early. So that's it. Just wanted to share. I hadn't really talked about this topic in a while. So I just wanted to pass along a few of my thoughts. Um, I love talking about the real estate side of it. And I love talking about sales. Do you know somebody that has a story to share? You know, somebody that's been through a journey and kind of built up a nice financial freedom as part of being smart with their high-tech sales commissions? If so, uh, if it's you, I'd love to have you come on and share some of your experiences and maybe pass along some words of wisdom to some people that are earlier in their career. That's it for today. Until next week, make this your best week ever. Thanks again for joining us today. To get more sales and real estate tips, you can subscribe to our newsletter at hightechfreedom.com. You can also join our private Facebook and LinkedIn group that is exclusively for sales professionals. If you found a nugget of good information in the podcast, please subscribe, give us a positive rating and write a review. If there is a topic that you would like us to cover in the future, please send us a note through our website at hightechfreedom.com. Until next week, make this your best week ever.